Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. show on education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and this is an episode of our civil rights show. Today we're going to be uh, continuing our discussion on slavery, so let's get right on into it. Lots to cover today. This information is taken from um, the wikipedia.org site. You can type in history of slavery to see what I'm reading from. You want to join me? Um, History of Slavery. The history of slavery spans many cultures, nationalities, and religions from ancient times to the present day. Likewise, its victims have come from many different ethnicities and religious groups. The social, economic, and legal positions of enslaved people have differed vastly in different systems of slavery and in many different times and places. Slavery was relatively rare in pre-civilization hunter-gatherer populations. As it develops under conditions of social stratification, slavery operated in the first civilizations such as the Sumer or Sumer in Mesopotamia, which dates back as far as 3500 BCE. Slavery features in the Mesopotamian Code of Hammurabi in 1750 BCE, which refers to it as an established institution. Slavery was widespread in the ancient world. It was found in almost every ancient civilization, including the Roman Empire. It became less common throughout Europe and during the early Middle Ages, although it continued to be practiced in some areas. Both Christians and Muslims captured and enslaved each other during centuries of warfare in the Mediterranean. Islamic slavery encompassed mainly Western and Central Asia, North and Eastern Africa, India, Europe from the 7th to 20th century, and beginning in the 16th century, European merchants initiated the transatlantic slave trade purchasing enslaved Africans from West African kingdoms and transporting them to Europe's colonies in Americas. The transatlantic slave trade was eventually curtailed due to European and American governments passing legislation abolishing 
their nation's involvement in it. Although slavery is no longer legal anywhere in the world, human trafficking remains an international problem. An estimated 25 to 40 million were enslaved as of 2013. The majority of these in Asia. During the 1983 to 2005, the Second Sudanese Civil War, people were taken into slavery. Evidence emerged in the 1990s of systematic child slavery and trafficking on cocoa plantations in West Africa. Slavery in the 21st century continues and generates $150 in annual profits. Populations and regions with armed conflict are especially vulnerable, and modern transportation has made human trafficking easier. In 2019, there was an estimated 40 million people worldwide subject to some form of slavery. 25% were children, 61% are used as forced labor, mostly in the private sector, and 38% lived in forced marriages. Other types of modern slavery are child soldiers, sex trafficking, and sexual slavery. The origins of slavery, slavery in antiquity, evidence of slavery predate written records. The practice has existed in many, if not most, cultures. Mass slavery requires economic surpluses and a population density to be viable. Because of this, the practice of slavery would only be proliferated after the invention of agriculture during the Neolithic Revolution at about 11,000 years ago. Slavery occurred in civilizations as old as the Samar, as well as in almost every other ancient civilization, including ancient Egypt, ancient China, the Akkadian Empire, the Assyria, Babylonia, Persian, ancient Israel and Judah, ancient Greece, ancient India, Roman Empire, the Arab, Islamic Caliphate, the Sultanate, the Nubia, and the pre-Columbian civilizations of the Americas. Ancient slavery consists of a mixture of debt slavery, punishment for crime, prisoners of war, child abandonment, abandonment and child or children born to slaves. They do have some pictures on here under origins that you may want to check out. Now we're going to discuss the African um, slave trade. So writing in 1984, a French historian, Fernand Braudel, noted that slavery had been an epidemic um, an endemic in Africa and part of the structure of everyday life throughout the 15th to the 18th century. Quote, slavery came in different guises in different societies. There were court slaves, slaves incorporated into princely armies, domestic and household slaves, slaves working on the land, and industrious couriers and intermediaries, even as traders. During the 16th century, <clears throat> Excuse me. Europe began to outpace the Arab world in the expert traffic, export traffic, 
with its trafficking of enslaved people from Africa to the Americas. The Dutch imported enslaved people from Asia into their colony at the gate or Cape of Good Hope, now Cape Town, in the 17th century. In 1807, Britain imported, or Britain, which had already held a small coastal territory intended for the resettlement of formerly enslaved people in Freetown, Sierra Leone, many in the slave trade within its empire illegal um, with the Slave Trade Act of 1807 and worked to extend prohibition to other territory, as did the United States in 1808. In, in Senegambia, between 1300 and 19, 1900, close to one-third of the population was enslaved. In early Islamic states of the Western Sudan, including Ghana, Mali, Sago, and Sungau, about a third of the populations were enslaved, um, all the way back to from 750 to 1076 in Ghana, in Mali to 1235 to 1645, Sagao 1712 to 1861, Sangao 1275 to 1591. The earliest Aiken state of Ban Banoman, which had a third of its population being enslaved in the 17th century, in Sierra Leone in the 19th century, about half of the population consisted of enslaved people. In the 19th century, at least half the population was enslaved among the Diwali and or Diwala of the Cameroon, the Igbao and other people of Lower Niger and Congo and Kasanji Kingdom and Chakawi of Angola, among the Ashanti and Yoruba, and a third of the population consisted of enslaved people as well as Bano. The people of the Canaan was one was about one third enslaved. It had was perhaps forty percent in Bornu in thirteen ninety six to eighteen ninety three, between seventeen fifty and nineteen hundred, from one to two thirds of the entire population of the Filoni Jihad states consisted of enslaved people. The population of the Sakota Caliphate formed by Hassan. No, I know how to say it. Um, um in northern Nigeria and Cameroon was half slave in the 19th century. It is estimated that up to 90% of the population of the Arab Swahili Zanzibar was enslaved. <coughs> Excuse me again. Roughly half the population of Madagascar was enslaved. Slavery in Ethiopia persisted until 1942. The Anti-Slavery Society estimated that there were 2 million enslaved people in the early 1930s out of an estimated population of between 8 and 16 million. It was finally abol abolished by order of Emperor Ali Selassie on, I'm sorry, on August 26, 1942. When British rule uh, was first imposed on the Sakota Caliphate 
and the surrounding areas in northern Nigeria at the turn of the century of the 20th century, approximately 2 million to 2.5 million people living there were enslaved. Slavery in northern Nigeria was finally outlawed in 1936. Writing in 1998 about the extent of the training coming through and, and from Africa, the Congolese journalist Alikia M. Bokolo wrote, quote, The African continent was bled of its human resources via all possible routes across the Sahari, through the Red Sea, from the Indian Ocean ports and across the Atlantic. At least 10 centuries of slaveries for the benefit of the Muslim countries. From the 9th to the 19th, he continues, quote, 4 million slaves exported via the Red Sea, another 4 million across the Swahili ports of the Indian Ocean, perhaps as many as 9 million along the Trans-Saharian caravan route, and 11 to 20 million, depending on the author, across the Atlantic Ocean. The Sub-Saharan Sub Africa Zanzibar was one of Africa's main slave trading ports. During the East Africa slave trade, and under Omani Arabs in the 19th century, as many as 50,000 enslaved people were passing through city each year. Prior to the 16th century, the bulk of the enslaved exported from Africa were shipped from East Africa to the Arabian Peninsula. Zanzibar became the leading port in its trade. Arab traders of enslaved people differed from European ones in that they often conduct raiding expeditions themselves, sometimes penetrating deep into the continent. They also differed in that their market greatly preferred the purchase of enslaved females over males. The increased presence of the European rivals along the East Coast led Arab traders to concentrate on the overland slave caravan routes across the Sahara from the Sahel to North Africa. The German explorer Gustav Nacht a togol, or so I don't know, I'm saying it wrong, I know, reported seeing slave caravans departing from Kakawa and Bornu bound for Tripoli in Egypt in 1870. The trade of enslaved people represented the major, major source of revenue for the state of Bornu as late as 1898. The eastern regions of the Central African Republican, Republic have never recovered demographically from the impact of the 19th century raids from the Sudan and it still has a population density of less than one person per um, kilometer. During the 1870s, European initiatives against the trade of enslaved people caused an economic crisis in northern Sudan, precipitating the rise of Mahdist forces, Mahdi victory, created an Islamic state, one that quickly reinstated slavery. European involvement in the East African trade of enslaved people began when Portugal established Estado da India in the early 16th century. From then until the 1830s, 
um, circa of 200 enslaved people were exported from Portuguese uh, Mozambique annually, and similar figures have been estimated for enslaved people brought from Asia to the Philippines during the Iberian Union from 1580 to 1640. Take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Right now, right you now. might be struggling through your classes class. or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is the Civil Rights Show, and uh, let's get right back into it. The Middle Passage, the crossing of the Atlantic to the Americas, endured by enslaved peoples laid out in rows on the holds of ships, was one element of the well-known triangular trade engaged by Portuguese, American, Dutch, Danish, and Norwegians, French, British, and others. Ships have landed with enslaved people in the Caribbean ports would take on sugar, indigo, raw cotton, and later coffee, and make Liverpool, Nantes, Lisbon, and Amsterdam, or Amsterdam. Ships leaving European ports for West Africa would carry printed cotton textiles, some originally from India, copper utensils and mangles, pewter plates and pots, iron bars, more value than gold. Hats, trinkets, gunpowder, and firearms, and alcohol. Tropical shipworms were eliminated in the cold Atlantic waters, and at each unloading, a profit was made. The Atlantic slave trade peaked in the 18th century when the largest number of people were captured and enslaved on raiding expeditions in the interior of West Africa. These expeditions were typically carried out by African states such as Bono, State, Oyo Empire, or Yorobu, Yoruba, something like that, Kong Empire, Kingdom of Benin, Emmet of Futa Jalan, Emmet of Futa Toro, Kingdom of Koya, Kingdom of Kasa, Kingdom of Kabu, Font, Font Confederacy, Ashanti Confederacy, Aro Confederacy, and the Kingdom of the homie. 
Europeans rarely entered the interior of Africa due to fear of disease and moreover fierce African resistance. The enslaved people were brought to coastal outposts where they were traded for goods. The people captured on these expeditions were shipped by European traders to the colonies of the New World. It is estimated that over the centuries, 12 to 20 million enslaved people were shipped from Africa by European traders, of whom some 15% died during the terrible voyage. Many during the Ardennes journey through the, pass, meet the Middle Passage, um, the great majority were shipped to the Americas, but some also went to Europe and South Africa. While talking about the trade of enslaved people in East Africa, in his journals, David Livingstone said, to overdraw its evil is a simple impossibility. While traveling in the Africa Great Lakes region in 1866, Livingstone described a trial of slaves, or a trail of slaves, excuse me, in June 19, 1866, we passed a woman tied by the neck to a tree and dead. The people of the country explained that she had been unable to keep up with the other slaves in the gang. And her master had determined that she should not become anyone's property if she recovered June 26, we passed a slave woman shot or stabbed through the body and lying on the path. A group of men stood about a hundred yards off on one side and another of the women on the other side looking on. They said an Arab who passed early that morning had done it in anger at losing the price he had given for her because she was unable to walk any longer. June 27, 1866 Today we came upon a man dead from starvation, as he was very thin. One of our men wandered and found many slaves with slave sticks on, abandoned by their masters from want of food. They were too weak to be able to speak or say where they had come from. Some were quite young. The strangest disease that I have seen in this country seems really to be broken-heartedness, and it attacks free men who have been captured and made slaves. Twenty-one were unchained as now safe. However, all ran away at once but eight, with many others still in chains, died in three days after the crossing. They described their own pain in the heart and placed the hand correctively, or correctly on the spot, though many think the organ stands high up in the breastbone. African Participation in the Slave Trade 
African states played a key role in the slave trade of enslaved people, and a slavery was a common practice among sub-Saharan Africans. Even before the involvement of the Arabs, Berbers, and Europeans, there were three types. Those were enslaved through conquest, in lieu of unpaid debts, or those whose parents gave them as property to tribal chiefs. Chieftains would barter their enslaved people to Arab, Berber, Ottoman, and European buyers for rum, spices, clothes, or other goods. Selling captives or prisoners was common practice among Africans, Turks, Berbers, and Arabs during that era. However, as the Atlantic trade of enslaved people increased its demand, local systems, which primarily serviced indentured servitude, expanded. European trading of enslaved people as a result was the most pivotal change in the social, economic, cultural, spiritual, religious, political dynamics and of the concept of trading and enslaved people. It has ultimately undermined local economies and political stability as villages, vital labor forces were shipped overseas as slave raids and civil wars became commonplace. Crimes, which were previously punishable by some other means, became punishable by enslavement. Slavery already existed in the Kingdom of Congo prior to the arrival of the Portuguese because it had been established within his kingdom. Afonso of Congo believed that the slave trade would be subject to Congo law. When he suspected the Portuguese of receiving illegally enslaved persons to sell, he wrote letters to the king of Jaú III of Portugal in 1526, imploring him to stop the practice. The kings of Dahomey sold their war captives into the transatlantic slavery, who otherwise may have been killed in a ceremony known as the Annual Customs. As one of West Africa's principal slave states, Dahomey became extremely unpopular with neighboring peoples, like the Bambari Empire to the east, the Casa kingdoms depended heavily on the slave trade for their economy. A family status was indicated by the number of slaves people it owned, according to the wars, for the sole purpose for making taking more captives. This trade led the Casa into increasing contact with European settlers, Africans west coast, and particularly the French. Benign grew increasingly rich during the 6th and 7th century on the trade of enslaved people with Europe. Enslaved people with the enemy state of the interior were sold and carried to the Americas and Dutch and Portuguese ships. The bites of Binyan shore soon came to be known as the Slave Coast. In 1840s, King Gezo of Dahomey said, quote, The slave trade is the ruling principle of my people. It is the source and glory of their wealth. The mother laws the child to sleep while the notes of triumph over an enemy reduced to slavery. <clears throat> In 1807, the kingdom made the international trade of enslaved people illegal with the Slave Trade Act, 
the Royal Navy was deployed to prevent slavers from the United States, France, Spain, Portugal, Holland, West Africa, and Arabia. The King of Boney, and now in Nigeria, allegedly became dissatisfied of the British intervention and stopping the slave or trade of enslaved people. Quote, we think this trade must go on. That is the verdict of our oracle and the priests. They say that your country, however great, can never stop a trade ordained by God himself. <laughs> Joseph Miller states that African buyers would prefer males, but in reality, women and children would be more easily captured as men fled. Those captured would be sold for various reasons, such as food, debts, or servitude. Once captured, the journey to the coast killed many and weakened others. Disease engulfed many, and significant food damaged those who made it to the coast. Scurvy was so common that it was known as Malda La, La, Ande, La Anda, maybe? The Wanda sickness. The assumption for those who died on the journey died from malnutrition. As food was limited, water may have been just as bad. Dysentery was widespread and poor sanitary conditions as ports did not help. Since supplies were poor, enslaved people were not equipped with the best clothes, meaning they were even more exposed to diseases. On top of the fear of disease, people were afraid of why they were being captured. The popular assumption was that Europeans were cannibals. Stories and rumors spread that Whites captured Africans to eat them. Alada Aquano accounts his experience about the sorrow enslaved people encountered at the ports. He talks about his moment on a slave ship and asked if he was going to be eaten. Yet the worst for slaves has only begun, and the journey on the water proved to be more harrowing. For every hundred Africans captured, only 64 would reach the coast, and only about 50 would reach the New World. Others believe that slavers had vested interest in capturing rather than killing, and in keeping their captives alive, and that this coupled with the disproportionate removal of males and the introduction of new crops from the Americas, cassava and maize, would have limited general population decline to particular regions of Western Africa around 1760 to 1810 and in Mozambique and neighboring areas half a century later. There has also been speculation that in Africa, females were most often captured as brides, with their male protectors being a bycatch who would have been killed if there had not been an export, export market for them. British explorer Mungo Park encountered a group of enslaved people when traveling through Mandinka account, country. Quote, they were all very in, inquisitive, but they viewed me at first with looks of horror and repeatedly asked if my countrymen were cannibals. They were very serious 
or, or desirous uh, to know what became of the slaves after they crossed the salt water. I told them that they were employed in the cultivation land, um, but they would not believe me. A deeply rooted idea that the whites purchased Negroes for the purpose of devouring them or selling them to others that they may be devoured the hereafter naturally makes the slave contemplate a journey towards the coast with great terror, insomuch that the ladies are forced to keep them constantly in irons and watch them very closely to prevent their escape. During the period from the 19th and 20th century, demand for the labor-intensive harvesting of rubber drove frontier expansion and forced labor. The personal monarchy of Belgian King Leopold II and the Congo Free State saw mass killings and slavery to extract rubber. Stephanie Smallwood, in her book, Saltwater Slavery uses Aquino's account on board ships to describe the general thoughts of most slaves. Quote, Then, said I, how comes it in all country we never heard of? They told me because they lived so far off. I then asked where were their women? Had they any like themselves? I was told that they had. And why, said I, do we not see them? They answered because they were left behind, and I asked how the vessel could go. They told me they could not tell, but that there was a cloth put upon the mass by the help of the ropes, I saw, and then the vessel went on, and the white man, men had some spell or magic they put in the water when they liked in order to stop the vessel. I was exceedingly amazed at this account and really thought they were spirits. I therefore wished much to be from amongst them, for I expected they would sacrifice me, but my wishes were in vain, for we so quartered that it was impossible for any of us to make our escape. These accounts raised many questions, as some slaves grew philosophical with their journey. Smallwood points out the challenges for slaves were physical and metaphysical. The physical would be obvious as the challenge to overcome capacity, lack of ship room and food. The metaphysical was unique. An open sea would challenge Africans' slaves' visions of the ocean as habitable. The journey on the ocean would prove to be an African's biggest fear that would keep them in awe. Because of the lack of knowledge of the sea, Africans would experience feelings of extreme anxiety. Europeans were also fearful of the sea due to diseases, but not to the extent of Africans. Part of their fear came from the lack of sense of time, as Africans used seasonal weather to predict time and days. The moon was a sense of time, but used like other, like in other cultures and not very accurate. Africans used the moon to count their days on the sea, but this did not provide seasonal changes. 
Surviving the voyage was a main struggle. Close quarters meant everyone was infected by any disease that was spread, including the crew. Death was so common that ships were called tambiros, or floating tombs. What shocked Africans the most was how death was handled in the ships. Smallwood says the traditions for African death was delicate and community-based. On ships, bodies would be thrown into the sea. Because the sea represented bad omens, bodies in the sea represented a form of purgatory, and the ship a form of hell. Any Africans who made the journey who had suffered extreme disease and malnutrition, as well as trauma for being on the open ocean and the death of their friends. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of today's show. We'll pick up where we left off next time. Um, I want to remind you that the show airs Sundays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then I have another show, Education in the News, where we cover news stories from around the U.S. and the world. And that airs on Wednesdays by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I hope you enjoy the show, and please share it with others. Visit radio.newheightseducation.org and the New Heights Educational Group at newheightseducation.org to find out how you can support our show and our organization or to get help with your educational needs. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.